Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Tiffany Hoyd, and you're listening to Hogs Havens Riled Up. We're riled up to bring you the hottest Washington football team topics with a twist. I'm here with my co-host. I'm so giddy right now, Alana. <laughs> I can <laughs> see it. I just can't contain myself. I, I mean, I was talking to Brian. I was talking to everybody this week. We beat the 49ers. We're on you look like you're about to jump through the screen. I, I'm ready to come through this screen right now. Oh, I love it. How about those Washington football team athletes? I, I don't know which better way to put it because um, that's still the name we're working with. But <laughs> hey, we'll get to that. We'll dive a little bit more into that. We'll get to that a little later. But Alana, things are so great right now. They are. It's just like all of the pieces are coming together. And like I've been saying to a lot of people, it's not just one game that we won. It is four games. We are in a winning streak. And let's cross our fingers for this Sunday when we go up against the Seahawks. And we'll get to that with our guests. But Tiffany, I mean, this is no better time than to be a Washington football team fan. So for everyone listening, you better have your gear. You better be rocking your apparel because it is on and popping this Sunday. Woo, it's on. It is on. I know that it might seem a little gloomy because we are going against Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. But the way this team is moving there is hope, Alana. Things are heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, all the misfortune that we've endured. I know no one wants to be like any bit of like feeling <laughs> feeling a little bit good about any other team's loss. Um, but with that being said, please, I, I know you're trying to tell me to keep it PG. I know you're telling me to try to keep it politically correct. <laughs> but... Daniel Jones's injury. Mm. Ooh, let's I, I get think, to it. I truly believe that may have solidified Washington's playoff spot. And I don't know whether to jump through the roof, the screen, or just kind of shake around in my head because this team, week two, this team week three, this team week four, we didn't this happening. Either way, we're here. And although we're holding our breath and we're at the edge of our seat, regardless, we are here and we're going into hopefully a week five win. But I mean, our guests, Tiffany, introduce our guests right now because this is the person who's going to lay it all out. 
tell the fans what they need to know in this coming week. Right. We have none other than um, a man who went to school where that Megatron type wide receiver will be playing next week, went to school. Uh, Fred Nettles, he's an old Miss grad. He is the host of the segment. And you know here at Rile that we're always trying to bring creative uh, minds and other people on to discuss Washington with us. That's our twist. Um, we always want you guys, listeners, to give us more people to come on the show because, believe it or not, the way God's moving, we can get them. Uh, with can, that, yep. <laughs> Fred is another guy who's on the rise. The segment is his podcast. Um, please check him out on Instagram. He's going to discuss everything Washington. Without a further ado, let's get into it. Fred, you know what's so interesting about the Washington football team is that they're back and they're on fire. And you see the intensity that's happening on the field. And they didn't just win one game. But four? Are you kidding me right now? What has changed, Fred? Tell us. Uh, their defense, uh, mainly. Their defense has they've, they've held each and every last opponent the past four games um, to under 20 points per game. Mainly their defensive line, um, led by Chase Young, um, Chase Young and, and the crew. So ultimately, they're top five in every statistical category um, on defense in regards to um, um, their yards per game, rushing yards given up per game, uh, passing yards given up per game, and points per game. So their defense right now, if you ask me, is, is Super Bowl ready. Um, I, I saw a stat earlier that the four guys that they have on the D-line, that um, they're all under $20 million in the, um, in the salary cap for the next couple of years. And they're getting better throughout the year with a couple games remaining. Ooh, Super Bowl ready. When this season started... Just their defense. We, Just their defense. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, but even then after game one, I was like, okay, we, we, we cooking with gas, but in, in all actuality, after last season, this off season COVID, I did not see this happening. You know, it's very refreshing. It really speaks to the fact that, you know, scouts, analysts like our, ourselves, we know some talent, you know, it just seemed like we had an issue with our defensive coordinator last year. And he was able to put the pieces together because we thought that that was going to be our strong point. But coming in now, we have a defense that's rolling. I kind of just want to uh, divulge into or get your opinion on the importance of guys like Montez Sweat. Because I know a lot of times people want to talk about Chase Young. But last game, if you look at the stats, yes, Chase Young, he showed up big as he always does. How he always does. He had two um, solo tackles and four assisted tackles, but Montez Sweat had five solo tackles. Mm-hmm. And one of, amongst those was a sack. Uh, Montez got those top five solo tackles due to the fact that the, the offensive line essentially has to shift over to Chase Young's side. And it frees up guys like Montez Sweat to, to be able to dominate in the game because um, he's an exceptional player in his own right. And so when you have to shift over for, for a force, uh, like the number two pick and Chase Young, then guys like Montez Sweat can take over a game. Right. I think that really speaks to the caliber of those those picks that we were able to get in Washington that, um, you know, we were trying to figure out how they worked because everyone's looking at the big positions like wide receiver and even quarterback um, in the last couple of drafts. But the importance of getting those, those defensive linemen, uh, Deron Payne, all those guys, and then finding those veterans um, like Fuller or keeping that guy like Kerrigan um, defensively to kind of put those pieces together. So 
your opinion on the defense as a whole is this is Super Bowl ready. This is a Super Bowl ready team. Yes. I've been teetering towards saying that, but I've been afraid. Of, of, kind of afraid to say it at, at first, but the guys are um, the guys are young. Majority of them are still in their first contract as well. Um, they're getting better throughout the season, throughout the course of the season, and 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 also they are top five in almost every defensive statistical category. I know at our corner position um, earlier in the season, yeah, you saw some things where the veteran guys stepped up, but that's always been a question mark for us. And as you get into the playoffs and you go against um, some of the better wide receivers in this league, you're going to have to be, you're going to be, have to be solid at that position mm-hmm. and not just a question mark. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on secondary for us? The defensive backs are only as good as the defensive line. And, and, and if the defensive line, if they're not giving the quarterback enough time to throw the ball, then that in turn trickles back to the secondary, which, which helps them in their coverage um, amongst the wide receivers, which brings us to this upcoming week with them against Seattle. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have a pretty rough time. Um, Washington's defensive back, their game is going to essentially be Seattle's offense against Washington's defense. Um, reason being is Washington's offense is at the bottom third of the league in every statistical, statistical category. And Washington's defense is at the top of the league uh, and vice versa with Seattle. So the tallest defensive back for, uh, for Washington is six foot one. Seattle has guys that are 6'3 and taller across the board. And, and Josh Gordon returns this week as well. With that being said, the defensive line for Washington, they were really going to have the work cut out for them um, to get to Russell Wilson to take some pressure off of the uh, defensive backs. Keep looking at the defense, and you see the defense of what happened um, the last four games. That's what continues to keep them winning. But when they go up against Seahawks this Sunday, I mean, for instance, we have Everett, who's out. And Everett has been making a huge plays with 31 tackles. He broke up four passes in his sixth start. But now, since he has an injury and he's not going to be possibly in the game, how does that affect everything, especially with the offense, when we look at the Seahawks all together? The rest of the guys have to step up. Um, and, again, the defense, the defensive line, it, it's all, it's all going to – I think the game is going to come down to the, the dominance and the efficiency of Washington's defensive line. If the defense as a whole can create – minimal two turnovers if they can create two turnovers I think they can win the game well that's the thing about this team right now um I don't know what has gotten into them ever since that Bengals win they have been in motion the defense they're getting tone turnovers that's like a regular occurrence so that's not too far off but I'd have to agree with the fact that I think this is going to come down to our defensive line because of the fact that we do have some question marks in our secondary but um offensively um, for us to only like for our number one receiver only to get 43 yards, mm-hmm. that can't happen today. Um, I'm not today, meaning Sunday. That can't happen on game day because when you're going against Russell Wilson's team, and I know you might feel good about yourselves because they lost to the Giants, but don't underestimate this team that has been there and done it before. Fans of Washington can kind of rest easy on the fact that Seattle's secondary is one of the worst in the league. Statistically, so <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's where this becomes Dwayne Haskins' time. Like he he said it. He won. He wants a shot. The fans have said they want him to have a shot. This is his shot. This is his real real time tryout. This is where it matters. Forget forget the rest of the season. Um, what happened before now? 
Alex Smith is down. We don't know if he's going to play. So this might all, you know, they might pull him in last minute, but he hasn't mm-hmm. played this, or practice this week. But if Dwayne Haskins gets a shot to start this game, Dwayne Haskins, he needs to be, he needs to be with Logan Thomas. He needs to be with Terry McLaurin. He needs to be with Steve Sims. And he needs to get those guys active mm-hmm. early um, because when you know him, he comes out fast. He does well. When he comes out slow, it doesn't, you know, he has to play his game. Um, so what are your thoughts on Haskins? Um, well, <laughs> I think Haskins shouldn't have lost his job in the first place, number one. But Alex Smith is a proven veteran. He, along with, if I'm ranking this, the defense is one. Alex Smith is um, is 1B, um, just in regards to keeping the team afloat in this four-game win streak. All he, had, all he has, had to do was basically not turn the ball over um, and and just orchestrate the offense um, up and down the field and turn the ball over, just let the defense do their job. Um, because as I stated earlier, the uh, Washington's offense is ranked in the bottom third in every statistical category, especially with their leading rusher being out now, Antonio Gibson, for this upcoming week. With him mm-hmm. out, I had to look up the guys' names. I don't even know. The, I don't know the guys. Um, J.D. McKissick and Javon Leak. They have to carry the load of the running game. In addition to, um, I, I think they should put uh, Terry McLaurin in the backfield, you know, for a few plays every now and again. Well, that's definitely the interesting part of it is that we see Alex Smith, we see Antonio Gibson, exactly what you're saying, that injury on top of injury. And But Rivera says he's very hopeful that get, Gibson will return home, uh, especially continue to practice. But now we see Lamar Miller, that we recruited him, they signed Lamar Miller off the Chicago's practice squad. So what's your thoughts on that altogether? Um, I don't think Lamar Miller is going to be available for this upcoming week. So... If he were to play, um, you know, I think Lamar Miller has been average at best. I mean, he's, you know what, not average, inconsistent, inconsistent throughout oh. his uh, throughout his uh, career. He, he has games where he'll have 150 to 200 total yards, and then he'll disappear for three weeks. And so... All we need is one week, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about grand scheme. When you're, when you're looking at a, a I don't want to say a hodgepodge offense, <laughs> but when you're looking at... We don't know who the we don't even know who the quarterback's gonna be week from week. Yeah. How important is it to pick up guys like that? Like to to the point of just getting a quick practice squad player who can possibly I mean it's Lamar Miller, man. I mean, he's another number at this point. <laughs> he's another body. He's another he's another he's another body for him, especially with Antonio, Antonio Gibson being now. Lamar Lamar Miller is he's 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 good. He's he's another number. Um, and, and, and again, he's, I don't even think he's going to be playing this week against Seattle. And so it's going to be, um, it's going to be all on McKensick and, and Leak's shoulders. In addition to, uh, I think Terry McLaurin should get some carries out of the backfield, not particularly running up the middle, but, but some swing routes, uh, maybe some wildcat just to mix it up a bit for the Washington offense. Mixing it up. Who's mixing it up, really? All eyes are on him is is Alex Smith. There's no question about it. Alex Smith has put the team on his back. But would the team be where they are right now if it wasn't for Alex stepping up into that role? Yes, because of the defense. The defense has dominated throughout the entire season. The defense has gotten better throughout the entire season, holding their last four opponents to under 20 points per game, while the offense is only scoring 27 points per game in that same span. So... With that being said, the defense has been um, shouldering the load with their turnovers and with them keeping the other team off the field. Let's get into a little riled up debate now. <laughs> I have very 
strong views, and I'm very passionate about what Alex Smith has done for this team because we've been watching Fred. You know, the, uh -huh. we cover Washington, so we've seen it at its worst. And with that being said, the importance. Wait, 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 Tiffany. Before you ask that question, I'm okay. not saying I'm not saying Alex Smith hasn't contributed anything. I'm well, just no, saying. Well, I'm just saying he's done his job just mm -hmm. by not not turning the ball over. Like everybody else has done their job. Yes, yes. The, no, the yeah. You can't say it like that. Yes. You gotta get a man as roses. I I mean he he's he's a good he's he's an NFL quarterback. The <laughs> of having a guy like Alex Smith. That football is sports in general. They're not just a game of X's and O's. Sometimes it's morale. Most of the time, it's atmosphere. Okay, Tiffany. You, guy, you can trust like that. You have a guy like Alex Smith, you, like you can trust to get the ball down the field, to get that third down, turn it into a first down. When you have a guy like that, your defense has a little bit more confidence. Your mm -hmm. defense doesn't have to come back on the field as quickly. Your defense has a little bit more faith in themselves because they know that they at least have someone who's poised for that position. And that is so imperative. That NFL mindset of the veteran, the guy who's courageous, the guy who you can depend on, those things are invaluable to a program. And how do I know they're invaluable? Because look at every other team who doesn't have that guy. Look at Washington when they only have a young Dwayne Haskins. Mm. So I have to, I just really have to stress the importance of Alex Smith. Yes, you're absolutely correct. He is a guy that has not necessarily in this season like done anything super spectacular, but that doesn't make it less any less spectacular than the performance of a. I, I, I'm not going to go that far as a Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but I'm going to say the performance of someone who is truly getting it done because those things they they change the whole they change the whole program as soon as alex smith came in minds it, changed it clicked it clicked it, right over and, and it sounds like a disney movie but it's <laughs> that sports that is sports when you have a guy like that it changes things or 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 what yeah maybe alex smith was just he was placed in the in the in the right situation at the right time. Um, after after Kyle Allen went down, Alex Smith came in for the first four games, and they played and they played against teams that all they're they're all currently under five hundred. Those were Alex Smith's first four games. Um, even up until now, San Francisco, um, a sub five hundred team, below five hundred team. Uh, Pittsburgh has been the only team I think with the with a winning record that, that they've beaten. And who won that game? The defense. The only thing Alex Smith went out there and did was not turn the ball over. He did his job. He did his job. He didn't boost the morale of the team. He didn't. Uh, all of that is because inside NFL locker rooms, the offense is on their own side and the defense is on their own side. The only thing the defense needs to know is, is literally doing their job, which is holding each and every opponent the past four games in this four-game win streak to under 20 points per game. So, yes, Alex Smith, he's an NFL starter in 2020. Other than that, he's not this world beater that's taken the program to new heights look fred i just want to interject real quick it's just like i i understand what both of you guys are saying
But once again, going back to Tiffany's point is that if you don't have Alex Smith, who's on the field, who has that confidence, who has that drive and who is such a seasoned athlete out there, Mm -hmm. that literally translates over to everyone else being on the field that says, okay, we got this. We're determined to get that win. And if you don't have that within Haskins, a younger athlete, that ruins the whole domino effect. But but going back to your point, Fred, I mean, I do understand at the same point that everyone does have a job to do. Um, And if you're not doing it, then that ruins everything also. I I think it's kind of a, it's a mix of both. Mm -hmm. You know what, Alana, we're going to agree to disagree. Um, (laughs) We're going to agree to disagree because ultimately the defense has been dominant throughout the entire season. No matter the quarterback that, that's been in there playing, whether it's Kyle Allen, whether it's I'm Dwayne not Haskins. Say dominant. I, you, I don't well, think you can say dominant. They've gotten better throughout the season. They So after the Bengals, halfway through, okay, dominant. But before then, I they, mean, they, how can you be dominant when your offense isn't moving the ball? Like when your offense, no. you can't trust your offense to do anything. Uh, your job. Because that's what our offense was not doing, their job. Washington's defense is putting up similar numbers to, like, Super Bowl-winning defenses. They're top five in every category. And those offenses weren't doing, weren't doing anything while the defense was, was dominating. So, to answer your question, that is how <laughs> they can dominate games. I think you have to compare my man, Alex, <laughs> with Jay Cutler, and I resent Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. I resent it. No. No, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. Jay Cutler is horrible. But then again, that defense was Super Bowl worthy. <laughs> and Jay Cutler was Jay Cutler. Nah, we could, we, we, uh, we can, we're going to agree to disagree on that as well. All right, all right. Well, I don't <laughs> want to beat a dead horse on Alex Smith's <laughs> greatness. But <laughs> um, I kind of wanted, oh, not the face, not the face. <laughs> um, I, I want to get into um, Coach. Ron Rivera and coach Jack Del Rio Mm -hmm. and really Ron Rivera he's a projected to be the coach of the year he beat cancer he was not supposed to be out here this year he defied odds by coming to Washington and beating the undefeated number one ranked team in the league can you speak to the importance of Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio to this team to your first point, as him being projected the coach of the year, I think uh, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins says, hold my beer. Um, Here we I, go. Here we go. <laughs> Brian Flores has my vote with the Miami Dolphins as coach of the year. Yeah, Brian Flores, he's taken over uh, an elementary program, an elementary run program. Whereas, you know, in Washington, they had a few pieces in place, um, to, you know, to get things going. And, and, and Miami – all of the guys that are there now, Brian Flores brought in. He, he's literally retooled the entire team. But to get back to Ron Rivera, he's beat cancer, man, and um, and thank God for that. And he he has the team, he has the team moving it, moving it, moving in the right direction. Ron, Ron Rivera, he brings uh, leadership, he brings stability to a franchise that's been ah, very unstable from the Mike Shanahan days to uh, every other day. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking from RG3 being QB um, up until now. So, yeah, Ron Rivera, brings, he brings stability. He brings some leadership. He's just an overall uh, good person. He's a leader of men, if you will. You know, Rivera also, to see 
that he's turned the Washington football team around. Looking at the Panthers, he was let go of that job, you know, and to see that he jumped into this role and he turned everything around. What do you hope to see for next season? He had, he had run his course with the Panthers. Um, the, yeah, mm-hmm. they had, An era oh, has ended. Yeah, his era had ended um, with the Panthers. And so Washington is basically um, uh, tailor-made for him because they have a team full of young guys who are new to the league, and, and, and he, can, he can kind of mold them in his image, if you will. Um, and so, and with that being said, going into next season, they just need to get a bit more stability at the quarterback position. Um, maybe uh, uh, test the free agent market for a running back. And also um, draft an offensive lineman. I, I can see, I can see that the need for an offensive lineman definitely uh, more <laughs> than one. I think we need some second round offensive linemen as well. But, um, get that left, get the left tackle first. <laughs> just, just to kind of get back to that that debate over Brian Flores and Ron Rivera, I do <laughs> want to point out that Coach Rivera came in this season, and Coach Flores had an entire season. Um, to and, build his team. An entire season of moving pieces. They were they were literally losing every game while he was moving players out and bringing players in. That's so, they, true. so so they went from a potential, I think, 0 and 16, 1 and 15, 2 and 14 season to now eight they're they're eight they're eight and five and with with uh well, with Brian Fitzpatrick start you know starting it off, starting it out and now and now two is in doing his thing. So Absolutely. I, I still think uh, Coach Rivera in, on such short turnaround, COVID, the scandal in the offseason, he'll pull it out, especially um, the fortitude that he had to do it all with cancer. Um, and I think that uh, Brian Flores well, may get it over him. <laughs> All right, we're gonna have to. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if he does, I mean, but if you look at Rivera, I mean, he also won Coach of the Year in 2015 and 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he captures this honor, he'll join um, huge coaches like Bill Belichick, uh, Chuck Knox. I mean, these other great coaches. And like Tiffany was saying, that this is his first season with the Washington football team. Right. And this is new. Just as much as he's learning these athletes, the athletes are learning this coach. Uh, right. And to know that that chemistry there is remarkable. Ladies, those are all great points. I'm not saying I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not, right I'm not saying that he doesn't belong in the coach of the year discussion. What I'm what I am saying is what the job that Brian Flores has done, what, going from winning one or two games to now on the brink of, of, of finishing second in the division behind, uh, behind the Buffalo Bills, um, that I think that, that, is, that, is a, that deserves a larger spotlight than what um, Coach Ron Rivera is doing with the Washington football team. I mean, he, I mean, he, I, I think I, I think he's tough. For, every, for everyone listening okay. right now, please uh, comment your thoughts and let us know yeah, and tweet no, us. We don't need that. We have a whole debate in the comment section because I'm missing over here. I'm like, all right, he 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 beat the Jets out. He's number two in his conference. We went we went to number one. We are in particularly the the worst conference in all of na- the National Football League. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Beating, yeah, We're right. Outside of conference. Yeah, right now you got you know Washington's they're they're leading the NFC East with a record of six and seven. I think it's going to come down to the last week between Washington and Philadelphia. Eight and eight would definitely win the division. Seven and nine may um, has the potential to win it as well. With Philadelphia having that tie, they could win it with seven with a seven nine and one record. Well, wait, 
Yes, yes, that's correct. With a seven nine and one record, this is a big week for Washington. They have uh, Seattle, they have Carolina at home as well, and they're going to end the season on the road. And who knows, Jalen Hurts may be starting their game in Philly mm-hmm. for the division. So you know, and, I'm gonna, and, you know, and I'll pick and I'll pick Philly for that one. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I don't pick Philly for that one. Come on, you just said we have a Super Bowl worthy defense. Come on, now. hey, but they got Jalen Hurts. I'm a, I'm a Jalen Hurts guy, so all right, all right, I'll give you. I'm, I'm kind of riding a Jalen Hurts wave as well, so mm-hmm. I, I agree. Jalen Hurts is a great talent. I do think Washington will pull that out, especially if they're able to pull out a win against Carolina. Um, they'll want to finish on top. Uh, they have every piece and every asset they'll probably get a little bit more motion in our offense hopefully work out some kinks to get more than 43 yards in <laughs> receiving mm-hmm. um there's been a lot of talk about jack del rio every i mean i think every couple seasons after he goes and, and is an assistant coach somewhere someone wants to bring him on as a head coach how can we speak to his impact right now um I'm a huge players guy. So, he, I mean, he, he has the thoroughbreds out, out, out there on defense. It's easy for him to make it. No, that's the wrong word. It's not easy for him to make, make calls. He can essentially download whatever. When you, when you got the playmakers, it's easier to call a zero blitz. It's easier to, to, to call stunts when you have the athletes on the D-line. And so when you have the guys, we have the athletes on, um, on the defensive side, when you're a defensive coordinator, it's a lot easier for you to call the game. So do you not think it's just Jack Del Rio's touch? Or? Oh, of course not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Um, well, no slight to Jack Del Rio, um, but it's not just him. He, he, he has he has the dogs out there on defense. I concur, but I think he has a way of identifying talent as well. We saw what he did with Khalil Mack. We can't we can't ignore the fact that he can pick guys and he knows how to foster something different. Also, check this out. Check this out, Tiffany. The name you just named identifying talent Khalil Mack was a tent was a pro bowler many years many decades <laughs> over <laughs> before Jack Del Rio also it, it's easy to it's easy also it's easy to look at Chase Young number two pick now 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 if he can go find me a sixth rounder a seventh rounder and develop him then we can talk about uh, talk about you his evaluation skills okay I get what you're saying right but yeah. we've seen the Jaguars pick players that are dominant like we've seen them pick some players that should run circles and they do, mm-hmm. but they can't collectively put those players together and uh-huh. produce wins. So I do have to give Jack Del Rio some credit on that. No, right. And was he the, D- the DC for, uh, for Jacksonville as well? I think. Yes. Well, he was a head coach for Jacksonville. He was a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does he take any blame for them not producing? <laughs> But I think that, I think, again, he was a head coach. Like, I think that's Jack Del Rio's hiccup. He hasn't been able to put it all together. But he always puts together a solid defensive front. When you're the head coach, you're, you're, when you're the head coach, you, you have the last say, ultimately. You're over everyone. So, so you think he gets a head coaching look? Um. Any coach has a chance to get a head coaching look. So, yes. I, I know. You, 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 you answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely answered your question. He yes, he does he definitely has, he has a chance to get a head coaching look. All right. Okay. All right. He's PG. 
about the name change Washington uh-huh. football team has been all eyes has been on their name we, we just looked at the summertime and see so much protest about racism and athletes speaking up and making sure that their voice is being heard and just recently we see MLB Cleveland Indians uh they're changing their name I mean we look, we look at Kansas City Chiefs and Chicago Blackhawks they're mm-hmm. not changing their names but they're changing their traditions um you know in you know they're not changing their names or logos but do you think the Washington football team name is going to stay the Washington football team and does that change lose fans because you go from the R name to the Washington Mm -hmm. football team name and now we're going to change it again does that lose value into what Washington is all about um I hope I hope guys listen if you're listening right now I hope you don't keep this Washington football team that is the corniest thing I've ever heard so you need you guys need to come up with a real name, a name that a name that everyone loves, a name that, that everyone can everyone can celebrate, and, and go from there. It's that simple. Washington football team is corny. It, it was it's good for 2020. And in regards to everyone else, and all uh, you know, you know, all the other uh, franchises, um, Kansas City, uh, and also major leagues, um, all of this is long overdue. Um, it took 2020, it took George Floyd, it took Breonna Taylor. For you know, for for more light to be shed on all for all, all of these issues, why I don't know because this has been going on since Colin Kaepernick in 2016 when he first took a knee. So still out of a job. Yes. So with that being said, uh, um, the, all, all of this is long overdue, and yes, Washington definitely needs to <laughs> they need to solidify our name, other than the Washington Football Team. I mean, I have to agree. I think football seems a little odd, but if we win a playoff game after this beginning of the season, <laughs> you're gonna rip it. Y'all get to wrap it on a shirt. Okay. Keep, keep it forever. <laughs> but my final question, because we know you have to go, is Seahawks versus Washington. Who do you have? Who do you pick? Um, like I said earlier in the show, um, Washington has to get. Washington is going to be down up to Washington's defense. Um, they're ranked top five in every statistical category. Um, Seattle's offense um, is is the same essentially. They're top ten in every statistical category, so they have to, those guys have to get a couple turnovers in order to win the game. Um, and I think it's going to come down to this, uh, the the secondary, the secondary of Washington versus the wide receivers for uh, for um, Seattle. And and I'm a huge DK Metcalf fan. Um, he's he's a University of Mississippi alum. Um, he's he's coming in at 6'4", 240-pound, locomotive, 4'340", against you, you guys' tallest, Washington's tallest de- defense back at 6'1". And and even and even Tyler Lockett, who, who's coming in at 5'10", I mean, he, he, he has nearly 1,000 yards receiving um, on the season. So with that being said, it's going to come down to the to the, um, to the defensive backs of Washington and the, and the receiving core of, um, of Seattle. Um, and so... And with the defense, um, of course, the, uh, on four game throughout the four game win streak, you guys have um, has, has has held your opponents to under twenty points per game. Um, three touchdowns is going to win this game. Um, so I so I'm gonna so I have uh, I have Seattle winning twenty seven seventeen. All right, you heard it here twenty seven seventeen. Roll this roll this tape back. I, I roll this tape back. I I, uh, I hope Ooh. it's the other way around. But uh-huh. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Riled Up. Um, remember to subscribe, download, and subscribe to 
the segment. Fred, can you tell them where they can find your podcast and where they can find more of your content? Yes, 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 guys. Um, five days a week. Um, on Instagram, I'm doing. I do Instagram live five days a week with creatives, with entrepreneurs, with athletes. Um, the times vary between. <laughs> so you ha- you have to follow me at at Fred Live on Instagram. F R E D N E T L I V E. Also on Twitter at Fred Net Sports. Um, yeah, the, yeah the, the same rules apply, man. You know, follow me for, for some solid content. You know, I got I have great guests. Um, and I definitely want to want to give a shout out to these two lovely ladies that uh, that invited me on the show. Um, I really hope that I brought um, as much knowledge and as, and, and as much experience as, as you two have. And, and I'm loving what you guys are doing and keep up the great work. We appreciate you and hit the follow button. He literally, when he says he has five days of content is back to back to back. And it's great content and it's what we want to hear. It's timely, it's important and um, it's imperative that you guys follow him and keep watching this guy because we know he'll be somebody special very soon. He's already somebody special. Oh yeah, y'all just just hadn't heard him yet. Exactly. Come on. That's it. <laughs> you. Gentlemen. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at TTA legend. Follow Alana on Twitter and Instagram. At Alana Bearfield, A-L-L-A-N-A-B-A-R-E-F-I-E-L-D. Wow. All right. Comment, wow. subscribe below. Remember to stay riled up.